0: There's always a choice.
1: Hail and well met adventurers. I'm here with the Crown Killers sitting around the table. They're going to continue their journey in this underwater plane on their way back to Mediterri. Our characters are going to reintroduce themselves, giving us their name racing class, and the question they will answer today is, if your character had a slogan on a t-shirt, what would it be? Yeah, g'day, guys. My
0: name's Kyle. I'm playing Jesui Dieu. who is a rogue fighter elf. And uh, he's got a shirt. It just says, we.
1: Love it. And Tom, you're up. Uh, hi, I'm Tom. I play Mardox Beyond again. He is a uh, barbarian, berserker,
2: and now a fort, Um, yeah. Thank you to our recent
1: leveling up. Um, and if he had a shirt, it would absolutely say, bring back the Biff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For those of you that don't live in Australia, that means Google it. Yeah. Google it. That's better. Fantastic.
2: Good afternoon, guys. or good morning from wherever you are around the world. Uh, this is Michael and I play Druid, the ugly human Druid. If he had a shirt, it would
3: be after his signature brew, Drew's brew. Just for you. Fantastic. Oh, I love it. And Maddie. Last but not least, hell and well met adventurers. I am Matthew and I play Shavi, the rogue assassin of the group. And if he had a shirt with a slogan on it, it's either right in the shavussy. <laughs> no. It would either have to be Jibby Jab or the Gooch, Gooch gouge. gouge. Yep. Absolutely.
1: And I'm Aaron, your Dungeon Master of D&D, Valiant Odyssey. And if I had a shirt, it would definitely 100% say the daddy of your dungeon. Drew, having just experienced one of the most arcanely, arcanely fueled visions of his young life, as you all look at him, you can see after your rest had occurred, his visage has changed slightly. Would you like to describe what you look like now, Drew? One of the flaws
2: of the, of, I guess, uh, being attuned to such a powerful weapon is that it, I guess, almost slowly overcomes his physical form and he is now covered in barnacles and his orange beard has now turned into orange tentacles as he becomes part of the ship, part of the crew.
1: Exactly right. And you can see that the rod-like trident now in his hand sort of glows this orangey-blue colour as it disapparates from his hand, seeming to be able to be summoned at will. As you all look toward him, did you do something with your hair, my friend? What do you mean? No different from usual? It's kind of slicked back because we're underwater.
2: Thinking he's all cool. Okay. The fuck is wrong with your face?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Holy tentacle, Batman.
1: <laughs> As you wake up, Mardox, you can see that on the floor of your room, it seems the scales have slawed off you. The fin has slawed off you. Your fins and hands uh, seem to be unwebbed. The effects of the drink having worn off. He like looks down his pants. He's like... Phew. <laughs> oh <my God.
0: laughs> uh, well, we want to get back to our plane of existence. And how long's it been? We just took a long rest, so eight hours.
1: Yeah, I would say that you probably fucked around the casino for like four or so hours beforehand. So it would be about the time that you go back to see Garin.
2: Mm, I look at everyone. and I say, uh, "My friends, do we want to go and uh, visit the armory? I think I deserve uh, some, some new, some new." Some new armor some new things these guys have got some stuff here and i think I,
0: I think i deserve it you just got a new fork my friend but i'm worth it i thought we wanted to get back straight away
2: we do but
0: i still think i deserve it that's fine you can think you deserve your one xavi are we uh going back though now i'm going to let us follow xavi
3: everyone's yeah everyone's gonna start walking out the door xavi's gonna approach swimming slash walking however you Move around in this plane of existence. But as on the way out, he's going to go to Josui. He's got the bag of holding. He's going to like kind of shove it into his chest. No, no, no. Knocking no.
0: back a bit. But I take it and keep it in your hand and say, I think uh, you should probably hold on to this with uh, your disappearing trick, shall we say? Because you make it, in- it invisible as well rather than me parading around all the time.
3: Yeah, he'll just, yeah, take it back and he's just going to continue walking.
0: Okay.
2: I look at I look at Shavi and I say, don't lose my share of that that treasure. And we all sort of look
0: at Drew. Which is the largest share too, by the way.
1: Oh, right, mate.
0: Oh wow, he's not he's not doing that subtle, is he? <laughs> he doesn't need to. He's infected by a magical item. No, so
3: Charvi's ignoring,
0: just, he's
2: just walking in. Well then like I, I guess I should, yeah, by the way, another flaw of the new uh the trident of fathoms that Drew has picked up is that now he is almost under some anguish and that part of it is corrupted him and that he demands and thinks he deserves the largest share of all the spoils and refuses to part with anything
1: that is his. So you make your way through the streets of this underwater nation and you eventually make your way to the Grand Palace that its illuminated anemone-like plant in the centre of it and you make your way into the chambers of Garen who you can see working tirelessly at this point, his bald head shining in what glowing neon lights there are in this area. On your way through, you passed quite a few individuals of this species, and you can see them all like sort of subtly looking at you as you enter as well. So the four of you now stand before him. He seems enamoured by his work and unnoticing of your entry.
0: Garen, uh, well met, my friend. Uh, how are uh, getting us home?
1: Oh, it's... Hello. Welcome to... again. Uh, no, It's been unsuccessful, unfortunately. I've been unable... There was a there was a hiccup, <laughs> a, a, a hitch. There's some sort of arcane interference that I cannot get beyond. The portal...
0: Can I roll an inside check? Mm-hmm. The portal is
1: unfortunately
0: not 17. operational.
1: Uh, he's, he's full of shit. Yeah.
0: Ah, uh, my friend. Uh, where I am from, we are very adept at uh, creating stories and... Uh, to cover some sort of uh, mistruth or unforgiving nature. Is this one of those times where you are trying to spin something right in front of my face?
1: The technology that you have brought takes time to to unweave. He's still lying? Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. I sort of look at everybody and talking to Shavi, like, how do we motivate him?
1: At this point, Xavi, you notice as well that he's stonewalling and it does prevent a bar- present a barrier to you returning to where you need to go. I'll say that Drew, this guy's trying to withhold something from you that was promised to you. And Mardok's... You just want beer that tastes like beer. real beer. Yeah. <laughs> he, it seems as well that he seems to be... He, he opens up his hands, palms towards the, the sky, and you can see his blue skin is sort of flowing in the underwater space. He sort of floats up a little bit. And he says, You cannot comprehend the kind of arcana I must weave together to perform this spell. I think I'll,
2: I'll look at Garren and I say, You said it would take you 12 hours and you sounded very confident. It seems like, and I give him a, a look as if I, I can tell that he's stonewalling. And I say, it looks like you may need some motivation. This could be positive or maybe we could be a bit more persuasive. And I sort of glare at him.
1: I am accustomed to the techniques you are attempting to use, but unfortunately I cannot expedite process just because you say so. Now, and you watch as he closes his eyes and you can see this ping come (laughs) off of his head, like Professor Xavier, almost like a a sonar occurring. And then you hear behind you the... uh, I'd say footsteps if it was not underwater, but you hear the clinking of armour. There's probably five individuals behind you now, and you watch as one of them seems to be holding these golden manacles. He says, I forgive me, but I did anticipate this kind of action. You don't understand how much you can help our species just by staying a little longer. How much longer are we talking? Well, judging by everything we've seen so far a proper research project could be mounted immediately and by this time next year we would happily have learned everything that we could we don't have that kind of time does
0: this uh research project leave us in good health i take your pause as a negative so is this a plan of yours it uh it will not work for any of my party and uh i do not think you want to see what happens If you try and put those manacles on any one of us. I don't think you understand what you have walked yourself
1: into, just we.
0: And I don't think you understand who you're talking to.
1: As you say that, you hear or you see the uh, guards move behind you in a swift motion, almost semicircling your exit. And one of them attempts to swim very close to drew with the manacles and he's going to attempt to slap them on your person so you need to attempt to dodge in some way what would you do as he's coming up i'm going to cast my new
2: spell (laughs) from the trident of fathoms and as a warning i'm not going to target garen but definitely the guy that's coming at me and three of his most closest ones i'm going to cast
1: chain lightning all right so uh, as he comes towards you, manacles in hand, what does it look like as you cast this spell for the first time from the trident? I guess uh, I'm gripping the trident in hand
2: and Drew's eyes will flash blue. Blue and orange is the, the color of the trident. And as he does, you almost just, even though we're underwater, I think you can hear the sound of thunder and just a giant white just crack from above this this guy coming at me. And just lightning smacks him. And then the follow-up for the spell is three other creatures within 30 feet of him. I can also hit with a lightning bolt as well. So one will come down, crack him, and then three more will also get a Wait, little zap. Is there a save for that? Mm-hmm. It's a 17 save. Uh, let's double check what the save is. So lightning, sure deck save. lightning
1: type on lightning attack on water type Pokemon. Yeah, especially salt water. highly conductive. Mm. We're, we're all pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah, deck save yeah. 17. Okay, so one of them will succeed; the rest will fail. Yeah. So as this is happening, I'll say that Jesui and Shavi and Maddox can do. Uh, can do something. Um, uh, I
0: am shooting Ford, and with one pistol firmly under Maddox's chin. You mean Garen's... Garen's hey. Garen's hey. chin. Marduk's. Sorry, Maddox. My life. Oh <laughs> fuck!
2: <laughs> under Garen's chin. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, yeah. That is a uh, forty-four damage for all the ones that didn't save, and 22 for the guy that did save. And as they cop that, I'm going to look again and say, last chance. <laughs> we just want to get home. Don't want any more trouble.
3: Yeah, Xavi's going to use it to react. Can he sort of jump out of the way and slip the ring on in one motion? Uh, yes, I'll say so.
2: Um, do you want
0: to roll your attack
1: just sweet? No, you shot. I'm not. A, no, okay, I you just had your gun under yeah, you. yeah, yeah. All right.
0: Intimidation. Okay.
1: Uh, Can I roll it for intimidation? Yes, I'll say with advantage because... Drew also was quite intimidating at this point. Can I, can I rage or is that a? Absolutely. All right, rage. He's like... <laughs> um, he will definitely fail. So as he opens up his palms again, you can see there is a look in his face that definitely indicates that he may have underestimated exactly what you're capable of. So it's at that point you can see him stand and you watch as he moves this scroll-like piece of arcana in front of him. He says, You don't know. We could have... <sighs> there is no changing your mind.
0: I grab the scroll because I'm right there, right? I grab the scroll and hand it to
1: Druid hmm. and say, is "This Will this get us home? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll check the scroll. As you open it, you can see that it looks like the uh, arcane inscriptions are magical. If you want any more than that, you can roll an arcana check. Uh, garbage, it's an 11. Uh, so it definitely has its powerful magic, whether it's the correct spell, you're not too sure, but just where you still have the pistol under his chin as well, and he seems to be quite scared. The rest of the individuals seem to be being tended to by the one that wasn't hit by Chain Lightning, and they all seem to be gathering themselves up and sort of defensively clustering at this moment, with Shavi um, invisible, Drew, the lightning crackling on the uh, Trident still, and Mardok's just enraged at this point. I'm almost tempted to can I yeah, i'm um, we've got
0: to change tack, and uh can I take the pistol out from under his chin chin, take two steps back and uh sort of share a look with Drew, and you've been learning thieves can't, haven't you? yeah, yeah, so have a thieves can't conversation with we're talking about okay, so Drew's telling just we like in thieves can't. This is probably the spell that he needs to cast. Me going, well, we need to change tack. Let me try and talk him into it, and then uh, can I roll for persuasion? Yes, you may. I'm still, yeah, I think still happy to help this guy if he wants some gold or something because that'll help their
2: armor or their advancement.
0: <laughs> I'm going to use my inspiration on that because I just rolled a one and I don't want to do that.
1: All right, that'll be a nineteen. He almost seems to be at a 45 degree angle with where the gun was under his chin. But as it's released, what do you say to him to change this situation's trajectory?
0: Now that we have somewhat exceeded your expectations of who the fuck you were talking to, please activate the scroll. Send us back where we're from. We have the needs to make the explosives that we have given you. I, we will pay you some gold. Just send us back.
1: He says, This could have been a famous
2: partnership. Intriguing. I just look at him, it's not that we don't want to help each other out. We just don't have the time. But is there a way that we can come back? After
1: what you have done here, we will be quite cautious of your return. But the door is not
2: closed. Hey, just remember you started this, but we don't want any trouble. Um, Yeah,
1: if, if we can help each other out, I'm all for that. Hold on to something. You watch as he takes the scroll and you watch as he moves his hands over it in this casting fashion. You can see this circular vortex open up like we going through the plug hole once more. You see that he takes the dagger and it lofts into the air and as it does, it disintegrates into these particles and sifts through the portal. And you watch as this, this boom sort of occurs through this space. I'll get you all to roll a constitution save to keep your feet.
2: Like Stargate? I don't think we'll be back, but I mean, that is very tempting. They seem like pretty badass and very high-end, sort of high-tech people. We could definitely... 19.
3: I had a 1, but I'm like...
1: 5. Okay, so just we, you will take a d6 of bludgeoning damage. You, it's only one point. So I'll say you sort of uh, bump back into the bench as this blast uh, goes forward. Mardok you give out a bit of a chuckle as, just, <laughs> as just we hit. But you do watch as the portal expands and then contracts to the same sort of size as it was when you entered. It's at that point you watch as the five individuals that were standing around sort of gather by the staircase and just sort of look in awe as you can see Garen standing there saying, it will not last long as this vortex is just swirling through this space. Are the hand grenade plans like on the desk? Not only are they on the desk, but you can see two prototypes sitting there. You go to grab them and as you do, he sort of looks to you and doesn't say anything. It's like, cheers, Cobra. This portal differs in its arcane weave from the one you entered to. This one is much more stable. From my research, it seems the one you came through was caused by an arcane disturbance that originated from your plane. It was alien to us, so you are under the assumption that that portal would have stayed open or expanded until whatever was causing the arcane shift ended, or it just got so big that it engulfed the whole area. So basically, what you what you went through was a merging of planes that was being caused by a significant arcane event. Tally ho, and I jump and cannonball. All right, as you cannonball through your uh, orange tentacled beard, following behind you, Drew just I'm coming, Junus. Just we uh does some flourish
0: with his f- pistol, twirls it around his hands a few times, sticks it back in the holder, and then uh. With a flourish of his coat over the holsters, he backwards Christ style falls straight into the portal.
1: Beautiful. The last thing you see is the soles of his shoes <laughs> as he falls back into it.
2: Mark is just like busily shaking everyone's hand, but like because he's angry, he's just like proper pumping.
3: Everyone's like shoulders are popping out of their <laughs> out of their sockets, and then he just runs straight through. Then yeah, Charlie just takes the ring off and just walks.
1: Alright, so you begin to swell once more through this area, and as the portal closes behind you... The sounds of muffled voices and oceanic whirring almost like grey noise exit, and it's almost crystal clear in the fashion where you just hear the rumbling of thunder. As you look up into the sky, you can see that there is a grey scale that seems to have gone across Metatiri. And where once was thunderclouds, you now see just arcane bursts that seem to be popping through the clouds in this space. Looking around, you seem to be standing in what was once the frame of the shop that Mardox had bought the dagger from. You just see the skeleton of this shop that seems to have been completely... Blown apart. As you look around in this area, you see the Bay of Mediteria in front of you. Some of the rocks and encampments in that space completely decimated. You can see some of the waves crashing over this area, but there just seems to be this blackness through the area. And the thing that worries you the most is it's very quiet. I'll get you to roll a perception check for me 23, 18, 14, dirty 20. So looking around, I'll say that you all notice a lot of your ship vessels seem to be scuttled in the bay and the water level in the bay seems to have dropped a little bit. Most of the buildings in this space seem to be crushed and levelled and there is almost like a wind that moves across you. Whoops. It's at that point, as you turn around to see where the Crown Killer castle resided, you can see that it still stands in all its splendor sitting atop it the skeletoned shell of Demos Tortuga that seems to have been completely rotted of flesh and what you notice Charby with the 23 is there is a large arcane blast that seems to go out of the back of that shell holy shit Mardox is like a push a cigarette to um to sweet and to which sweet sweet
0: is, without even without even reacting what's whatsoever push- just taps a cigarette out of a case while still staring at this
1: arcane blasted shell.
3: Is it green? Like the arcane energy?
1: Uh, Looking around the space with the 23, you can see that there are green strobes that seem to be going off in this clouded area. It's at that point as well, around you, Shavi, you just hear this. You look around and you can see just wandering of humans that seem to be meandering through this space. Left,
0: fuck.
3: Down has been here.
1: I,
0: uh, I
1: think we are late.
0: How long has it been? I do not know the answer to that, my little friend.
2: Drew goes running for the castle. One thing on his mind, and that's Junus. The good news is that Oh Bolsack doesn't have a fucking turtle friend
1: making your way through this zone, you notice you're not even sure if it's light or day or night or weather seems to be oblivious to you as the grayscale of this space is almost like a black and white film. You hear the wandering dead meandering through this area to the point where there are also piles of just carcasses in this space as well. You can move past and you, you all hide behind a building as a massive sort of husking, shambling mound of them just make their way Across your path as you make your way up the cobblestone, and you pass by all of the uh, past sails and various different banners of the shipmates that made up your Crown Killer fleet. You can see that there are holes and worn marks through a lot of them. And as you get to the base of the Crown Killer castle, you look up and there is a green, glowing etherealness to this whole space. And sitting on top of it, almost ritualistically, stylistically, is that shell that enormous, encompassing shell. As you're sitting underneath it, it almost covers or domes your approach as a massive and giant entryway to this area.
0: It seems uh, our fledgling pirate kingdom has come to an almighty and resounding halt.
2: Home sweet home. Drew wants to run inside, back to his room, his quarters, where
1: and see if there's any sign of what might have happened to Junus. I'll get you to roll an arcana check, please. looking at this space you are overcome by emotion but this whole space is glowing in an arcane green fashion and as you step forward into the precipice of the grounds of this previously crown corsairs tower the now crown killer tower it's almost like a suffocating arcane arcane wave just takes your breath away you know that this space has been transformed magically you also feel the presence of that powerful magic as if this space is now owned by somebody or something as you take in this sight the familiarity of it you remember back to a conversation that you had in crown killer castle with a particularly sinister man the words echo through your head as if they're being said to you once again Itch that you cannot scratch. Waiting, for as my power grows in the east, and your empire expands here, your reach limitless, your power undeniable and unquestioned, you will be untouchable, and that is when I'll kill you. What you work so hard to earn, I will take. In time. As you do go to step out, you hear a whistle behind you, Shavi, and as you look around, you can see the face of a familiar figure. You can see a disheveled-looking Rodessa Reed. G'day, love. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, Yeah, we'll follow. Okay, so she's back down the other way, just hiding inside one of the husks of the buildings. As you make your way through and enter the area. She closes the door behind you in this space, and she makes her way downward. As you guys are continuing to question her, she just holds up her hand. You spiral down underground until eventually you enter this cellar-like space, which seems to be empty, and she says, I think we are safe here. Where the fuck have you been? It is... She walks over to you, just sweet, and she slaps you across the face, and she says, This, we thought you had all died. Demos, he destroyed the lighthouse. He emerged, and you never returned. Our fleets were scuttled in the bay. The pirate lords, they abandoned us. Where have you been? The- what happened? How, how, how long since, we've, since to, we've been gone? It is hard to tell days with this in the sky, but I think it is no longer than a month. It has not been long. It happened so quickly. Shit. Drew drops to his, his knees. To us.
0: to us, it was only not even a day, 12 hours. Where have you been? How did you escape? We escaped into a magical portal. We we were betrayed first. We were betrayed. Stabbed in the back. They blocked the access to the roof and Demos was coming. So the only way out was through a portal in the sea. And it took us to another realm of existence. And we were gone within 12 hours of being there. The Helmyrans,
1: they searched. High and low, there was no sign of all of you. We thought that Demos had digested you all. He, he almost did. He almost were very
2: were lucky to get out. Drew's climbing back to his feet.
1: Where's Junus? I'm sorry, Drew. I have not seen Junus since the siege. There was many that were lost. Uh-huh. D- there's a chance she could still be alive. Do not hold hope. This space is a barren wasteland. The only thing that moves above the surface now is the undead armies. Of those that once lived here in frivolity. Is there anyone else? There are a few of us. What of she, she lives, she... Where? She is below. I... At f- first, I need to make sure that you are who you say you are. All we know, you are dead and you have been sent by him to find the rest of us.
0: Who is this him? He waits for...
1: He waits for you all. He calls himself the outcast. Where is he? He points the where you came from. He came three days after your disappearance. He destroyed everything in sight. He killed Demos in a single blow. He perched his shell above that tower as a message I presume to you all. He has been waiting for your return. His vengeance seeks no end.
3: Xavi's gonna... He's looking down. He's gonna clench his fists. He's gonna start moving towards back up.
1: Rodessa says, I would not go up there if I were you. Not now. Not without a plan.
0: He's right there. Xavi, my friend. He killed the dragon turtle with one throat.
3: The same I'll do to him.
0: What are you going to do by yourself?
3: Hmm. Whatever it fucking takes. Maybe
0: we plan.
2: Yeah, I'll put a hand on Shavi's shoulders and I said, "Let's, let's not be too hasty. He did what we couldn't do so easily. I don't think we're a match for him. We need, we need some help." He's
3: gonna turn around and kind of just go and sit in the corner.
1: No, prove to me that you are who you say you are. Prove to me that you are not undead slaves sent here by the outcast to flush us out of our hiding spaces. Maddox just hands her a beer. You, I believe.
3: <laughs> Charby's going to, he'll reveal the tattoo that Annie gave, like of the Lifewell tattoo, which was the symbol of, I think it was a crow that sort of represents Annie.
2: I'll look at my desk and she'll don't care if you think I'm, alive or dead or a zombie or whatever i just i need to know if Junus is okay through he's gone drew almost collapses he's he falls to one knee
1: nobody that was within the crown killer tower if looks towards you just we i pull the candle out and just smile. she nods she makes her way down to the staircase that Can leads below we do an insight make sure that she's not possessed as well. Oh, good one. Go for it. I mean, <laughs> 16,
2: 19,
1: side and roll. Inside. oh 25.
3: Darby's not fast.
1: Okay. So the rest of you look towards her. You can see that she is quite thin, a month on rations. She's disheveled. You can see a lot of her gear seems to be battle worn, but she does appear to be alive and human. You can see some wounds on her that seems to contain as a alive person would have. Uh, wounds and blood etc and she turns on her heel and makes her way down towards this arcane sealed wall you watch as she inputs what looks like a combination you watch as the seals form this uh rectangular like space and you watch as the stone <laughs> depreciates into the earth and at that point you make your way into this torch lit space making your way through a 30 foot darkened tunnel it opens up once more and you hear the rock rays behind you and as you enter You can see about 12 individuals sitting on barrels, sharpening weapons. You can see two of the 12 seem to be children that seem to be playing what seems to be a dice game. Possibly Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) 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 Listening listening to Valiant Odyssey. And as you look towards these individuals, Jasui, you immediately recognize two of them seem to be Almerin, And they seem to house quite um, adept pieces of armor and weapons. They seem to be taking protective stances. You can see one of them appears to be Annie as well. And you can see the rest seem to be various different peasants or strangers. Brandoes. But you do see uh, one in the shadows seems to be Covendor Kelkis. Commodore. He, uh, he looks around, opens up his hands, and he says, "Ah,
0: I was wondering when you guys were
1: going to get back. Now, remember, you owed me. And I
0: instantly pulled my pistol out. Another time, perhaps. Pointed in his face. And then as he retreats, I nod with the, the barrel of my pistol. I
2: think Drew's walking over to the corner and he says, I need, I need a second, I need a minute. And he just walks over to the corner.
0: Darby will
3: walk over straight up to Annie. And like as he's walking, he'll kind of just head down and just like lean
1: his head into her. Mm-hmm. She will embrace you and she'll take your face and look you in the eyes. And then she'll hug you again and you watch as, as you're hugging, she's just drawing along the outlines of your tattoos. And that happen, That that's all Shavi and Annie do for the next few minutes.
0: I uh, walk over to the Almir and Uh
1: ah, and well met. friends. What has happened? Okay, one of them's called Kalen, and the other one's Brennan. As you look at this individual, you can see the one that introduces himself as Brennan has this uh, red crew cut of hair that seems to go down into a very masculine, uh, masculine and muscular body. You can see he's got quite long eyebrows and pointed ears, denoting his high elf uh, heritage. You can see that he has a massive scar that goes across one of his arms. And you can see one of his hands is completely bandaged. And you watch as he clicks both of his heels together and looks towards you and he says, "Jesui, we, we did not last very long. As you summoned us and the last we saw, we honed in on your position. We took out the assassins quickly, but soon after, The lighthouse and everything underneath was consumed by the turtle. We attempted to lay this beast to rest, but after losing some of our men, we decided that a retreat was the best option. After that, the rage of Tortuga could not be combated. He threw himself again and again against the wall and rock faces of the Metotiri Bay. He damaged himself in the process, but his anger was unquenchable. He rampaged through the city, killing many. We did all we could to save the people that were here. And a day later, that is when he came. Well, you hear Kaelin speak up and he says, I think the best thing that we could possibly do is to get everybody that's here that's surviving. And now that we've bolstered our forces, we find an escape route. We head south. I heard whispers. There's. I, I heard the outcast, his armies, they, they don't go far as capital. You might be safe there. I don't think, uh
0: anywhere. We'll be safe in the very near future. Well,
1: we can't just sit in this hole and die. You need to take some time. This is a lot of information to process.
0: I go over and I
1: sort of sit by myself with my head in my hands. Maddox would just sit down next to Rodessa. She pats, she, she like smiles like, fuck me, like that kind of way. And she like pats you on the knee and Rodessa just sort of, it is good to see you. All of you. I think you need some rest. And she'll move away from you guys.
2: Like, uh, at, at this moment, Drew, Drew will walk back over uh, to tears running down his face. The, the most defeated I think he's ever been. He walks up to the guys and just says, I don't care what it takes. I don't care what we have to do. I want to find Delnak and I want to kill him. Still, still crying. I, I can't deny that we need help.
3: What are we going to do? Will, yeah, Xavi will come over. He'll sort of stand Amongst the group and have my dagger. Go- no, <laughs> <laughs> um, he'll probably look. He'll probably look at Josue and he'll say, "You've sort of been the brains of the group now. Up until now, any, any
0: plans? Any ideas?" Josue's just sort of dejected, still, but sort of looks up and Do you think that we can take him right now? There's always choice. Not right now not after seeing what what he's done
2: here then we run and we hide i'm done hiding anyways dave we may as well just run south
3: he's coming to us now
2: yeah i think uh drew, drew thinks back to the when we rescued arden cassian from his m- mental prison and the you know, conversation with the other crews there about the other god weapons that they may be the only thing that can kill him and uh Trying to would would Drew have recalled where any of the others would have been or gone to, or maybe where we could look
1: for support, mm. or even just the crew where they would be because we know that they, like you know, so you'd probably recall that some of you agreed to go and look for the soul fragments, and some of you agreed to go and find the weapons. You know that Morvin was very interested in finding more of the weapons as they had discussed with you. They already had one, so that leads you to the assumption that. Micah and Bayagrim were probably leading the charge on the soul fragments Uh, as you think about all of this and ponder it all over you start to think about the nature of Delnak. you start to think about all of the things that he's done his multifaceted plan his answers to everything it seems you know and you've been told that he has been waiting for you you also believe that the powerful arcane signature left by your return would not have gone unnoticed and as you begin to think about that you start to wonder what he will do as a retort i think it seems we have a an important choice to make
2: do we look to see what we have here and strike him now before he has the chance to retaliate or do we potentially look towards ardent and some of those those people that may have some either some more answers or some potential more comrades that might be looking to do the same thing we're
0: doing. If you recall, Arden Cassian owes us twelve hundred gold. Alex is like, who the fuck is Arden Cassian? <laughs> a
1: friend. A friend in a faraway place. Alpha. Far? And he says, <laughs> We need all the friends that we can get. But the wizard up there, he's not gonna let you go. Especially if he knows you're back. We, well, how do we escape and make it sneaky? I don't know if you can escape his eye. He's, we all need to survive. We need to get to safety. We need to, and you hear one of the Almirans say, cause a distraction. Somebody needs to draw the ire of Delnak the outcast and the rest of us can travel south and then possibly northeast to Kadmia." Well volunteered, mate. Well done. that's awesome he says I will defer to my commanding officer and he looks towards you just I
0: am a commanding
1: officer of two
0: Uh, is there another way surely there's a surely there there is some underground tunnels that will get us far enough away for us to make a
1: sneaky escape Covindor stands up and he says it it took me long enough to Excavate I'm not a mole. But we know someone
0: who could turn into something that digs. Oh, yeah, we could definitely. Uh, that, that
2: might be an option. <laughs> to, you know, I guess, dig our way out. But if it creates a tunnel that we can, that we can move through undetected, that'd be great. But um, I've got other spells that can, like, you know, sort of
3: move through stone and stuff like that. But nothing I've got equipped at the moment. So. The, the longer we wait, the more powerful he gets.
0: Hmm. We are not waiting. The days is right now. We are attempting to leave
3: right now. has been a month and look what has happened already.
0: But what are we supposed to do about this right now? At this very second?
3: He's right there.
0: And we can all throw our lives away at his feet if we like, but should, is not the term uh, live to fight another day?
3: You don't think we stand a chance? I do not.
0: He took out the turtle in one
2: shot. He's definitely dangerous. I think maybe, yeah. We can try and dig our way out.
1: Um, so what I will say is the, the party sits, rest, catch up and plan for an hour or so in this space. And it is a forlorn atmosphere throughout this entire area. Every now and then you do hear like an arcane popping explosion from above. You hear the whirring of arcane uh, animated dead moving over your area. And every time it does, you watch as the children sort of hush and get scared and everybody sort of comforts them in this moment. But it comes to a point in the afternoon where uh, Kaylin and Brennan begin to leave and Annie tells you, Shavi, that they are on their usual patrol for rations. As this goes on and you guys think of what your next move is, you think about the man on top of the hill in the castle that once belonged to you. You can almost feel his vision pointed toward you. His vengeance is just pungent in the atmosphere. that's it for this week's episode of DD valiant odyssey we want to thank you guys for tuning in as always and for getting this far in our epic tale this episode was kyle as jasui thomas as mardox Maddie as shavi and michael as drew Eid, and myself aaron as the dungeon master make sure you go and check out us on social media guys that is at DD valiant odyssey on instagram we also have a discord that's in the show notes below our youtube channel is currently up and running as well so make sure you go and follow us on there for all of the valiant odyssey action between the days that these episodes are released guys if you liked what you heard make sure you go and give us a five star review and also write something nice for us on itunes it really goes a long way to make sure that others enjoy our content as well that being said ladies and gentlemen i just want to thank the amazing crown killers the players that i have the privilege of sharing the table with each and every week next episode will be the finale of the crown killers arc for this season so make sure you tune in for that and check out how this epic tale ends with the most valiant of heroes And as always, everybody, be valiant.